hello. I trust that you are doing well today, um, whenever you are listening to this. Uh, and this is our prophetic direction for House of Prayer Initiative. And we've just completed uh, seven weeks of the House of Prayer Initiative, focusing on great salvations. And we trust God for a great harvest. Uh, we trust God for mighty testimonies and results from our seven weeks of prayer. And certainly we will be uh, creating some systems that, that allow us to harvest what we've prayed about. We've prayed about great salvations. And then the next thing is we must create the systems that allow us to harvest those salvations. And you'll be hearing uh, a lot more about that um, from our uh, pastors and how we intend to move forward uh, on that. Uh, but we are moving into another um, another level, another dimension, and the next phase of our prayer cycle. So this is our second prayer cycle, which will be running again for the next seven weeks. For the next seven weeks. One of the important things to note uh, that we are we're doing differently is that now some of you guys know about Kiros, a monthly prayer and fasting, uh, which we do every month for three days. One of the things that we'll be doing now to maximize um, the things that we've seen, we've seen such encouraging signs in this prayer cycle, people praying in, 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 in their groups, sharing, you know, um, growing in confidence in prayer, um, growing in authority in prayer. And we, we really want to maximize that. And so one of the things we're going to be doing is this, is that we're going to run Kiros differently. And uh, Kiros, you know, up until now has been monthly, but now Kiros will be at the end of each prayer cycle. So that means we have seven groups currently running. But what will happen now is that Kiros will now run at the end of each prayer cycle. So that means when we get to the seventh group, the following week after that, we will now have Kiros, you know, uh, to summarize. So that means all the groups will come together, okay? And then we will pray and fast together. Uh-huh. So that's one of the things that we will be doing. And then another thing we want to do is that since we are we're doing that with Kiros, we want to encourage, you know, every group whenever you uh, meet. So we'll start this, you know, from the next prayer cycle, um, whenever every, group's meet, every group meets to add fasting to it. So that means when it's your group, you fast. Okay, so I know uh, today... I think at getting this uh, group one, um, we'll be getting this at the time. So uh, we, 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 we understand that. But essentially, what we're going to do is by the time we get to the third prayer cycle, we will now be introducing fasting on the Tuesdays that we meet. So that means each group will add fasting to it. Okay. And then at the end of the seven weeks, we will now meet for Kiros and fast and pray corporately. So uh, hopefully that makes sense. But quickly, I want to share with us the prophetic direction for the next seven weeks of a House of Prayer initiative. And uh, the prophetic direction and the theme is Holy Spirit, is Holy Spirit. And this is so exciting. And I have some uh, really important things to share with us on, uh, you know, why we must really press in. Uh, and pray. I want to. I want us to look at First Corinthians chapter two, First Corinthians chapter two, and I'm going to read from verse six. First Corinthians chapter two, and from verse six. 
The Bible says, it says, yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. Now it says none of the rulers of this age uh, understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, no eye is seen, no ear is heard, or no, 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 not, not the heart of man. Imagine what God has prepared for those that love him. Now verse 10, verse 10 is crucial. It says that these things God revealed to us through the Spirit. Okay? Or God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Wow. And then verse 11 says, for, for who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is of good is from God that we might understand the things that are freely given to us. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom. But, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit for they are fully to him and is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Wow, there's so much to talk about. Let's look at verse 15. It says, The spiritual person judges all things, but he's himself judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Well, this, these next seven weeks are going to be so significant for us as we pray. And I want us to approach them with uh, reverence and, and intentionality and passion and desire and commitment and focus. See, because when it comes to um, who the Holy Spirit is to us and to the church uh, at, at large, I mean, I mean to, to the body, um, you know, uh, there, there is no, uh, there is not, there is no greater, uh, should I say, there is no greater person. See, there's no greater person and the spirit of God um, is so precious. And I think one of the things that, you know, if we're not careful about is in the, in the midst of life and pursuits and all of those things, you know, we can, we can almost ignore the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is really, really vital. I love what Paul uh, does in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 here, because um, in 1 Corinthians, he's addressing um, uh, some really important things about power and about wisdom. And um, the, the, the way that Paul deals with the issue of wisdom in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 is not just wisdom as in wise sayings, but the, the wisdom that he's talking about is the wisdom that is the plan of God. See, the plan of God for, for us. He essentially calls uh, the, the, the wisdom of God, God's plan for us. See, the wisdom of God is God's plan, is God's strategy and God's direction for us. And he says that for the believer, he says that God has planned, you know, things for us. He says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. And no mind has known what God has prepared for those that love him. So that means God has prepared for those who love him. See, 
And he says then, he says, these things are revealed through the Spirit. So that means God, you know, has things that is purposed for us, things that is planned for us, things that he's designed for us. But the key thing here is we cannot find those things except by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so to ignore the Holy Spirit is to ignore the plan of God, is to ignore the purpose of God is to ignore God's direction. See, so I cannot be interested in God's direction, God's plan, and God's purpose, but then I'm not interested in the Holy Spirit. The result of, of, of fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, the result of giving a place, absolute place to the Holy Spirit, is the coming into the mysteries and the plan of God for our lives. Okay, so there is great benefit that the thing here is that, you know, we, we're, we're, we're a generation, we talk a lot about plans and purpose and goals and all of those things. There are no plans, there is no purpose, there are no goals without the Holy Ghost. Those things are just a fruit of the Spirit because the Bible says that these things that God has planned, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says God has revealed or God reveals them to us by his spirit. So we ignore the Holy Spirit, you know, at our disadvantage, right? So I want to really push us in this next seven weeks in some very key areas regarding the Holy Spirit because th this is the thing, you know, we may have many things that we're praying about, that we are believing for, that we are you know, we, we are thinking that this needs to happen. I've not seen this result. All of those things. We have many, many, many things like that. And sometimes those things are getting our attention. We're putting effort in that. But you know something? When we walk with the Holy Spirit, see, he guides us with precision through those things. See, we receive instruction and direction in areas where we're laboring and laboring and laboring and all of those things. When the Holy Spirit gets involved, he gives us precision and he gives us the mind of God concerning those things. So I want to challenge us over this next few weeks as we pray about the Holy Spirit, not just in our prayer, prayer uh, groups, but in our lives generally. See, in our lives generally, as we pray, let's pray more about being led by the Holy Ghost because he's the one who brings us in, in brings us through. In, in John chapter 16, Jesus says, when the spirit of truth is come, Jesus says, he will guide us into all truth. Jesus says, he will take of what is the Father's and he says, he will make it known to us. So there are many things that may be on our minds, areas we want to see results and all of these things, but you know, it's amazing how if we follow the leadings and the leadership of the Holy Spirit, see, we will come into the solutions of God in those areas and almost effortlessly. See, the effort should be placed on learning to respond and to yield to the Holy Spirit. You know, in the book of Isaiah, God, God puts it this way. He says, those of you that are thirsty, he says, come to the waters. Uh, he said, come and drink. He said, come and buy. <laughs> right? He said, come and buy. Uh, he said, come buy for free. See, those of us who are thirsty, God is calling us. He's saying, hey, he says, come to the waters. Come to the waters. See, these are important 
uh, things that the Spirit of God wants us to understand. It's Isaiah 55 verse 1. Isaiah 55 verse 1. It says, Come all who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you, uh, and you will have no money. Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and, and milk without money and without cost. <laughs> right? And then verse 2 says, Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. See, so sometimes in life we are, we're laboring, you know, spending, you know, m money that is not just physical. We're spending resources, trying to get results, right? But God says, no, he says, come to the waters. See, and, and the waters there, see, can symbolize the Holy Spirit. Come to the Spirit. Come to the Spirit. So that, why? Connecting this back to uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2. He says, the Spirit has been given to us so that we can know the things that, you know, that are freely given to us. Freely given, freely given to us. The things of, we prayed about great salvations, right? Okay? Uh, uh, and, and, and salvation is a big thing. It's God's entire plan for us. See, there's no way we're going to know those the, the depth of the salvation that we've received. It doesn't just stop at receiving salvation. It's about maximizing salvation. There's no way we're going to maximize salvation if we don't have room for the Spirit. Uh, I, love, I love this. First uh, Corinthians 2.12, it says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. There are things freely given us by God. Isaiah 51, come to the waters, come and buy those that have no money. Come and drink, okay, those that have no money. And then here he says in 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter uh, 2, verse 12, he says the Spirit has been given to us so that we can understand those things that are freely given to us. See, so that means if we ignore the Spirit of God, wow, that means we spend resources, human effort, um, unnecessary sweat, trying to find life and solutions and things like that as if God does not already have a plan for us. So I want to challenge us in this next few weeks. This is crucial. This is crucial. I want you to listen patiently. See, patiently to this word over and over and over again. I, I believe God that I want to top up our devotional over the next few weeks because, you know, I released a devotional for each prayer cycle at the beginning. But this is so important that um, I, I trust God for the time and the grace to add to what we've shared so that because there's so much to share that I can't cover here. So, all right. So having said this and having established this, what are the important things that we must do um, you know, and, and we'll get prayer direction for our, from our prayer leaders and things like that. But what are the most important things we must do? So I'm going to give us five areas to lay emphasis on in prayer and practice. Number one is acknowledging the person of the Holy Spirit. So lifting up from 1 Corinthians 2, the Bible says the Spirit of God has been given to us so we can know the things that are freely given to us, Okay. And the Bible says that the Spirit of God makes us know the mind of God. So how do we want, to, how do we move in this? So we're praying and focusing on number one, acknowledging the person of the Holy Spirit. 
See, and, and, and the key thing about acknowledging the person of the Holy Spirit is this, is when we acknowledge that he's a person, we acknowledge his presence. When we acknowledge that he's a person, we talk to him. We exercise talking to the Lord. We exercise. And the key thing here is that the Holy Spirit, see, lives in us. So he's in us. He's, he's, he's the one that makes, makes God a reality to us in our spirit. And so if the Holy Spirit lives in us, that's God living in us. And that means then that if God lives in us, we cannot say that God lives in us and we don't acknowledge him. But the reason why we don't do that sometimes is because the Holy Spirit is not acknowledged as a person enough. If he's a person, we talk to him. So that's the first thing. So we must pray for that increase, that, that grace, that, uh, that, that, that ability to recognize and acknowledge his person. And we must practice that. Number two, moving quickly, is that we must learn to be conscious. Let's pray that God, as we acknowledge the Holy Spirit, help us to live consciously. See, when we acknowledge his person, we move into the consciousness of his person that affects our behavior, our decisions, okay? We move into, into partnership. It affects how we react to situations and circumstances because we know that he's present and present with all of his power. Okay, the third thing I want us to pay attention to is learning to be sensitive. Learning to be sensitive. See, when we, when we acknowledge this person, we learn to be sensitive. Hey, what does he have to say about this? What is his mind concerning this? I just don't rush into things. I am, I am sensitive. I am yielded. I'm paying attention to him. See, that comes also from that acknowledgement. So that's the third thing. The fourth thing, all oh, this is so important. And sometimes people can do this, but forget this part, is we must be filled with him. Scripture shows us that. We must be filled with him. See that if you look at uh, the book of Ephesians chapter 5 uh, and, and uh, from verse 16. Uh, I just bring that up here. Ephesians 5 and verse 16. See these are important things that we must do. And this is why we are praying and praying and praying and praying. Ephesians 5, 16. He says making, uh, 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 making the best use of time. Because the days are evil, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And verse 18 says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is the bitchery. But be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. There is something called being filled with the Spirit. Now, I don't want us to confuse this with, you know, being filled with the Holy Spirit when we first come to Christ. There is that. But then there is a requirement for the believer to continually be filled with the Spirit continuously. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we're living in a world that demands so much from us. Attention, time, energy, emotions, work is pulling you and all of that. So, so And God has a way of getting us over, over that. And that is called being filled with the Holy Spirit. That means we can, we can, we can, we can increase in our experience of His feeling. You know, there are times, and, and you know it sometimes, we know it sometimes when we feel empty, when we feel burnt out, we feel tired. You see, all of those things are a result of not constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'll talk about these things. And like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add another, maybe couple of devotionals to get us this next, uh, this, this, uh, next seven weeks. All right? This is very important. So be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and if you look at uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 
uh, 5, okay, uh, you'd see what, what, what the Bible says from verse 19 about how we get filled with the Spirit consistently. It says, in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks for everything. These are important things that allow us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, even as we pray together, and, and the Bible talks about in the book of Acts, when the, when the early church, when they, when, they, when they needed a surge of power and they were under pressure, the Bible says when they had prayed, the place they were were shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So you can be filled with boldness for these next weeks, few weeks and, and, and the year and the things that you need to move into in that sense. So learning to be filled with him. And then this, number five. Okay, the, the, the next one is this is now we must pray for this for the for the flow of the seven spirits of God. The flow of the seven spirits of God. Wow, this is vital. This is vital. You know, the Bible shows us something important about the life of Jesus. I'm so glad that the word of God does this because it lets us know um the, the reason why Jesus was able to function on the earth that the way that he functioned. Okay, Isaiah chapter 11, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, uh, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what he hears. It shows us Jesus's the uh, for lack of better expression the influence behind the life of jesus Isaiah 11 is a prophecy concerning jesus and he shows us that jesus carried um the the holy spirit in seven dimensions the spirit of the lord okay one the spirit of wisdom two the spirit of understanding three the spirit of counsel four the spirit of might five the spirit of knowledge uh, six, uh, the spirit of knowledge, six, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord, all working in Jesus. And when we read the book of Revelation, the Bible constantly alludes, it says the seven spirits of God, which are before his throne. These, these seven, it's not that there's seven Holy Ghosts. No, there's seven dimensions to the Holy Spirit. And those seven dimensions were working in Jesus. And boy, believe me, if Jesus needed those seven dimensions on the earth, we need those seven dimensions all right so there are so many things to pray about so many things to expose ourselves to in this season of prayer. So i want us to get praying and praying and praying and i'm believing for those who haven't experienced certain things even we're talking about the gifts of the spirit um those who have never spoken in tongues or prophesied while wow, this is your moment to believe those who haven't seen visions or dreams you know and and we know that god gives as he wills but sometimes we just got to press in see those have no experience certain things you, you feel like you don't know how to respond to the voice of god this is your moment i want you to get praying praying about these things using these scriptures to pray and meditating wow i'm excited i'm excited the next seven weeks it's going to be about the holy spirit so please go into your prayer groups uh get into your prayer routine um um and 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 don't forget we're looking forward to uh kiros not at, it will be at the end of this prayer cycle and after that we'll introduce tuesday fastings uh, that means the group the week that your group is praying you'll be fasting along and i want to encourage us to continue the secret to this thing is to continue you guys have already done well in the first cycle let's push let's move to the next level while wow, god bless you i've gone way over time but hey it's for the benefit 
of our maturity god god bless you guys and i look forward to what god does in this next seven weeks